Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. Thank you so much for joining. We are continuing our study on the holy and powerful word of God. And before we dive in today, let us all be reminded that the business of God is outside the church. And I'm going to say that again. The business of God is outside the church. We recently learned that the kingdom of God is as if a man scatters seeds. Do you remember discussing this on how we are to spread or scatter the word of God? We also learned about what it means to seek the kingdom of God. And we learned we all need to labor to scatter the seeds. And laboring or doing the work is what I mean by that does not include attendance in church. Okay? That's the easy part. And yes, it's part of our Christianity, but the laboring happens outside the four walls of your church building. Okay. Amen. I also want to highlight that everyone, every single person, all of us are born with troubles because we're all born under a curse because of Adam's sin. Today, you and I need to work hard to exist, right? When we're born, We need to work hard to exist here on earth, but we can be delivered from that because it's a curse. We can be delivered when we abide in the word of God and we allow Jesus to sit on the throne of our hearts, okay? Because me and you, before we come to know Jesus, before we come to abide in that word, we sit on the throne of our hearts. We need Jesus to sit on the throne of our hearts. And we should be experts now concerning Matthew chapter 6, 33, which is seek first the kingdom of God and seek his righteousness. And we will receive the promises of God. We will experience his favor. Life becomes easier. Why? Because Jesus sees us. Jesus sees us. Jesus provides for us. His promises are fulfilled and they manifest in our lives. We ought to labor in the business of God, which is more than attending church, as I mentioned earlier. Wherever we go, we scatter the word. Now, it's good for us to review this verse, and honestly, it's good to memorize it. Isaiah 55, starting in verse 10, I'm going to read 10 and 11. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, God says, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent. Amen. Also, Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29. Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? Amen. The word of God is powerful and profitable for all. And I mean all. Every single person can benefit from the word of God. I want to take you to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. And it says, starting in verse 16, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, 
Amen. So all scripture, the Bible, the word of God, the law of the Lord, the book, the scroll is inspired by God. So all the scriptures in the Bible are inspired by God. So we respect it just as we fear God because the word is God. Let's break this part of the verse down further. So it mentions profitable for doctrine. Well, what is doctrine? We should understand that. Doctrine is a standard. Do you have a standard for living? I do. Maybe you have a specific bed that you like. In another bed, maybe a hotel bed, it may not be up to your standard. You might not sleep as well on it because it does not meet your standard. It's not as comfortable as you need it to be. That's just one simple example. So you live by a standard that you should have a comfortable bed. Doctrine is a standard. It's something we ought to follow and it will benefit us. It's like a policy. It's like a rule. We follow it. Okay. This verse also mentions reproof. What is reproof? Reproof is chastening. And in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 14, it says, I will be his father and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. So I will chasten him with the rod of men. The father said it, okay? That's the holy and powerful word of God. The father said it. So if we do something wrong, we're going to get spanked. That's discipline. That's chastening. In Job chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the Almighty. Amen. So behold, pay attention. Can I have your attention, please? Happy is the man whom God corrects. Are you happy when God disciplines you? I am because I know he loves me. This applies to man and woman. Don't despise the word of God, meaning do not devalue the word of God because God wants to straighten us up. When he straightens us up, it's good. It's good. This verse also mentions correction. What is it? It's rebuke. To correct somebody. Rebuke them. Some don't want to be corrected. I want to be corrected. Why? So I'm molded to God's standard, not man's. The Bible is the Bible. It's the law. It's the policy. It's the standard. We are to let others know that they are wrong. Not according to opinion, but by the word of God. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 20 says, Those who are sinning, rebuke in the presence of all, that the rest also may fear. So this is the standard of God, okay? This is God's standard. If you sin, right, they are to be rebuked publicly. So others will fear to sin. Why? So the behavior that is out of line with God's standard is corrected. Says who? Whose standard is this? Jesus. This is his policy. His word says so. So just like we recently read with David, right? King David sinned secretly and slept with Bathsheba. But Jesus, who is also the father, said, you did this secretly, but I will do this publicly. Right? That's the standard of God, and it holds true in the church. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. It says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. So preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Be ready anytime. Even if you don't feel like it, do it. 
And in 2 Timothy, Paul is writing Timothy so he knows to convince, rebuke, and exhort. Keep going. Warn the people. Convince people it's wrong according to the standard of God, not your opinion. Convince them that they are wrong. Line it right up to the word. Rebuke them. Say it plainly. Sister or brother, you're wrong. Right? A, a rebuke is done in love. Exhort the meaning, meaning to encourage others to follow the advice to get away from the sin that they are in so that they can be reconciled with God. Amen? What does it mean in 2 Timothy where it says, long-suffering, so long-suffering, with perseverance, and teaching, meaning convince them that they are wrong, and do not give up on convincing them that they are wrong until they reject the word, right? Then we know at that point, shake the dust off your feet, okay? God's word is profitable for instruction and righteousness. So for example, when you bake, do you follow instructions? I have to because I'm not a good baker. Even with instructions, I may mess it up because I tend to deviate from the instruction. But when it comes to the word of God, we ought to follow the instructions of God as they are written. You cannot deviate. You cannot add. You cannot remove. This is the best source of life coaching. And I want to stress this, especially in these days where therapy is broadcasted, life coaching is broadcasted. You need to make sure your life coach is right. Okay, Jesus is the best coach. Don't get counseling from a non-Christian or even a lukewarm Christian. Godly counsel gives counsel based on the principles of the word of God. Otherwise, your counsel or your life coaching is just based on opinion. Now, I want to refer back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, which we are currently breaking down right now, verses 16. I want to move on to verse 17 in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 17. And it says that a man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Okay, so the man of God can be complete. Meaning we need the standard of God so that we can be perfect in the eyes of God. Amen. How can someone have a ministry today? Let's say they have a mission ministry without the knowledge of the word of God. We need the word. We need the standard. We need the policy. We need to know what Jesus is saying. What kind of ministry would that turn out to be? A mission ministry run by someone who does not know the word of God. That's going to be a ministry that's going to fail. We all need to follow the standard of God. I do too. And you do too. So I want to encourage you today. Humble yourselves before the word. Humble yourselves before the standard. And when you hear it, abide by it immediately. And we abide because when we hear the word of God, we know it's true. We know it's true as we allow it to transform us by the power of the Holy Spirit. So God can sit on the throne of our hearts. Amen. And what he desires for us, we will also desire. God is so good. And he loves you and me so much. And he has provided us this standard so that we can follow and God loves to fulfill his promises this is a fair God this is a true God the same God yesterday today and forever he has a plan to prosper you a good future for you and all we need to do is abide in every word that he says and it will benefit us amen Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.